Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in studio, joined as always by Randy Angston. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hello. All right. Quick announcement, everybody. We've got a Black Friday workshop. We teased it a couple times. We've got the dates. Uh, they have changed. So this will be the date that we're doing October 30th. Okay. October 30th is a Saturday. I uh, felt like doing a Saturday would be best for the busy gym owners, the guys and girls that need probably the Black Friday the most, Yeah, probably grinding all week and uh, maybe uh, hopefully be available on a Saturday. We'll do a Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific till probably, uh, it's a, probably a five-hour event, five to six hours. Um, we'll, have, we'll have more information for you guys on the Black Friday sales page, which is pfmarketingsolutions.com slash Black Friday. Yes. More information about that. And then coming up on this Saturday, we're going to re-release an episode about Black Friday. Um, it was an older one, but it was one of our most popular episodes. So be uh, be stay tuned for that one. Um, Re-releasing it on Saturday. Yeah. You, Excited for that. You need money. We got the money for you. It's coming it's in a Black Friday workshop. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a home run campaign. That's just one of those things that hits you know, it hits every year and it's the perfect time. And so if you're needing a big cash infusion, this is something you're absolutely going to take a look at. So go check out that Black Friday, um, our landing page for that. Uh, but for this episode, guys, we're going to talk basic economics. Yeah. Taking, taking it back a little bit. Yeah. Basic economics. And, you know, the, you know, the reason this topic came up is why. Well, I mean, obviously I take a lot, you know, the majority of our intake calls and, and discovery calls. And so I'm working with gym owners constantly about their business. And um, it's interesting when they bring information to the to the table or submit a form and give me some information, you can almost instantly see how they think, where their thought process is in certain ways and mm -hmm. things like that. And it's surprising to me, and I knew it blew your mind when we were having this conversation, but there is still a large number of gym owners that are focusing on the revenue per session or what the value of you know that one session is from a client standpoint, not necessarily what the value of the hour for the business is. Interesting. A little bit deeper there. Primarily, it's individuals who are doing one-on-one -on -one personal training who think that they're crushing it okay. in business because... You know, I've got clients that are willing to pay me 80 or $90 or $100 a session. Okay. But then they're eating up an hour of that trainer for an entire, or the, you know, utilizing a trainer for or an themselves. entire hour or the, the old gym owner themselves. And quite frankly, or, you know, more than, I would say quite often, if it's one-on-one -on -one training, the owner is doing it. Interesting. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, that's, yeah, even more so. Okay. And the problem is... We know, and the reason that we have put our flag in the ground with semi-private is the value that our, the revenue generated per hour of semi-private training is usually exponentially more valuable to the business yes. than okay. a one-on-one -on -one training session. Okay. And so the resistance around, oh, I can't do, or, or I'm afraid to transition to semi-private or semi-private's not right for me from a business stand, stance is, is silly. It's foolish. Okay. Right. So let's take let's take this back even further. Um, 
this business, gym business, um, de- depending on how you set it up, your expenses can and should be fixed. And what do I mean by that? That means every month, no matter what, you you have a, you have a, what's called a base operating expense. It should be pretty consistent throughout the year. Sure. There's things you can do, like for example, um, uh, like an electricity bill that spikes in the summer, like or in, maybe in the winter for the folks in the in the East Coast. Uh, in Arizona, our our bill goes up thirty percent over the summer months. But in order to keep base operating expenses very consistent, we've gone what's on that what they call an equalizer plan, and you pay the same um, all year, yep. like per month. And so things like this got my attention years and years ago when I was reading the book uh, Cash Flow Quadrant mm-hmm. and also Rich Dad Poor Dad. That there's businesses out there that can be a fixed expense. And once you, once you, I guess, eclipse that number, everything above that is now profit to the business. And the gym business is that way if you set it up correctly. And we'll talk about staffing and how you pay your employees here in a second. But this business is very it's set up to be very successful in regards to that format. You've got your rent that's pretty fixed or your mortgage. You, your salary should be fixed. Should be. Your, your um, compensation for your employees. Uh, marketing, you can make it fixed. You can make um, a lot of like electricity, utilities fixed, the, the, the internet's fixed, the subscriptions that you have is fixed. And so you, all that kind of goes into a pot, which is your base operating expense. Your revenue per hour could essentially be your base operating expense divided by the amount of hours you're open. Yep. And then you have kind of your base operating expense per hour. If you really want to get into it, let's just, I don't I mean, we're not going to try to do math in our head. <laughs> that deep. But, but if it, I mean, if you had, um, I'm trying to make some, some easy math equation in my head, it's not going to happen. Um, and this is, let's just say you had a hundred operating hours in a month and you had a hundred thousand, every hour would be a thousand. Sure. But you, you would never have a $100,000 base operating. Anyways, of course, I botched all that. But the point is, if you took your base operating expense every month, you took your hours of, hours of operation in a month, and you divided that number into your base operating expense, you technically have an hourly expense to run the operate the business. Yeah, you know what you have to generate per hour in order to break even. Yeah. Or, or above. Above. Yeah. And so... The idea here is that, okay, how can we maximize the revenue per hour of the operational hours of the day? And even if you want to go even deeper, you can go into the non-operational hours and rent your space out to groups and things like that if you if you wanted to go that direction because you're not in there training clients. It's just sitting there. You're paying the rent. I mean, you might as well fill it up with something. I mean, that's an idea. We've worked with gyms like that, you know, that have done um, like um, they've been in like a karate studio. And they utilize that when, when they don't have classes or things like that. So Yeah, and we have a, another client that we just finished up with that has basketball courts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can lease and, those out, sure. Yeah, he leases them out so, to leagues and stuff. Uh, so so now we get back to the, the expense per hour of your gym and what are you bringing in per hour on your gym. Um, and then you start looking at the delivery of how to do that. And it all lands, you know, we've done the math a million ways. It all lands with semi-private training yeah. and it all lands with six to one. Cause you could go four to one and still not make maybe as much as a tech, maybe a boot camp that has a ton of people in that hour that they're paying a little bit higher, but the six to one 
coach the client to coach ratio is very powerful. Yeah, and even to your point about the summer, the the team training. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, you might have a session or an one hour, mm-hmm. you know, on your schedule, or maybe a couple hours of the day that you can make that money with a group training. Mm-hmm. But you can't turn around every hour and have twenty to forty people. Rarely, I mean, there's not a lot of businesses success, you know, very yeah, successful every, every yeah. single hour, you know, in order to hit mm-hmm. those numbers. That's a hell of a lot more people to sell. It's a hell of a lot more people to retain. It's a hell of a lot more people to service. But you know what you can do is have semi-private and have four per hour or mm-hmm. five per hour or six per That's hour exactly my point. throughout the day. So like, you know, if, if you look at the business and what we're delivering upon, what it takes in order to deliver that service, right? You got one coach, six people or four people, mm-hmm. one coach delivering to 20 people. Well, the business around that, just to facilitate that, sure, are these four or six people paying a little bit more money than the 20, you know, 40 in this giant class? Yeah. You got, I mean, like, think about it. how hard is it to acquire a new client? Pretty difficult, regardless of the cost. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 people had to do a business versus four or six is a hell of a lot more work. Now, multiply that throughout the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the person who has to go, you know, pinch pennies from every single person I know in order to fill a class and then have to do it again in the next hour. I'd much rather put my eggs in the basket of four to six. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the the grand scheme of things, if you go back to the revenue per, I guess we would call it in the digital marketing real order, average order value, like what is that client paying you versus what does it cost to, to acquire that client? High ticket, you know, you know, in a way it makes all the sense because sure. let's just say it took you $150 to acquire a client, but then you turn around and your, your boot camp's $129, you're losing money versus somebody that's coming in and paying you four or $500 a month, well, you can spend more in marketing. You can get more of those great clients. It doesn't take as many. I mean, it's probably three or four to one. Like you sign up one semi-private, mm-hmm. you're basically matching the same revenues, three to four boot camp clients or team training clients or large group training clients, whatever you want to call them. It, like the math all makes sense. Now you take those six clients, maybe they're paying $40 per session and they're, you're getting $240 in that hour versus like in your situation, $80, $80 for one-on-one. Exactly. Where, you know, the gym owner or the person selling that one-on-one training might feel great that he's he's selling a high price ticket to one person, but doesn't it make sense per hour to, to kind of facilitate semi-private at $240 versus 80? That's uh, three times. I'm glad you said that because I think that's where breakdown where just the 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 head is wrapped around it's the sale it's not the actual delivery of it it's the sale okay right so gym owners when they when they have that one-on-one sale or the other end of the spectrum when they look at the numbers and they go oh crap we need to make more money instantly they think one-on-one training is the highest revenue per client that i can i can earn well sure for one person but Mm -hmm. when you come to deliver that you don't have the availability of delivering that more than one time per hour, right? right so that's right. why that's why this KPI, to me, makes a hell of a lot more sense to focus on. Or, hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady thirty k or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well. The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group. 
and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. Or, or it definitely to be spoken on, you know, in the game versus, you know, what you're charging one person to walk through your doors yeah. because it's not the same. And that's the big, like you're, you're playing with limited information. Sure. You know what I mean? And so when you, when you remove the sale from it and you look at what it takes to actually facilitate that business, it's, well, it's to us, it's a no brainer, but. Well, I would think by now, and again, this is my fault because I assume people th- understand a lot of this stuff, but. You would think by now you would understand that one-on-one training is not scalable. Okay, it takes one coach to train one client versus one coach to train four to six clients. That's that. That's the first tell. The second tell is um, that the revenue per hour obviously makes sense. But the other thing is that um, Jim, like, I guess I guess where I'm what I'm trying to say is, is it okay to have one-on-one training sometimes sprinkled out through the day? Yes. However, you've got to look at the hour you're training that person. Let's say, for example, it's at 6 a.m. Where could you train six people at 6 a.m. versus the one? Most likely, yes, yes it's a very exactly. popular hour. So let's just say, hey, Tim, I don't want to get rid of one-on-one. Great, do it between 12 and 4. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, when you got nobody nobody else wants to come to the gym. If you can make that happen. Yeah, then that makes sense because typically that's going to be the slowest time of the day for both, basically every gym I've ever worked with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless it's summertime and it's an athletic performance facility, then yeah, then the middle of the day is busy. But yeah, if you can take those those few scattered hours in the middle of the day and drop some one-on-one clients in there and you, you technically could probably make more per hour on those four sessions, do it. Absolutely. Do it. But those are, that goes back to the base hits we talk about, right? Your, your foundation's figured out. You're not losing money by facilitating that. Yeah. that and we talked about this is real because I remember just not, not long ago in our Iron Circle, that question came up. Hey guys, I've got this couple who, you know, we do semi-private. This couple wants to do partner, you know, couples just training, them, yeah. just these two, you know, would you guys, um, you know, would you guys take them on at these hours type of thing? And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let's look at, let's look at what you're agreeing to. You're not just, you know, agreeing to sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll private train you too. No problem. But the, uh, the revenue that that business could earn versus what they were agreeing to earn with only two people in that seat. Yeah. It doesn't make a, any business sense yep. to accept that agreement. And You're literally taking less money. Unless they were willing to pay. What the you, full value of that hour. Yes. Exactly. That, that's the difference. And that would be okay. If you have a couple, let's just say you chart, you can make $240 an hour and they're willing to, to pay you $240 to train in that hour between maybe two people. Sure. I'd do that. Absolutely. Yep. Hell, I would do one-on-one training at that that rate. $240. You got some deep pockets and you want the same, because again, it comes back to the, you're paying for the coach's time, not just the result. And so if the value of that time is $240 for that hour Hmm. and you show up expecting to pay 80, guess what? You don't get Mm -hmm. that service. Yeah. And really the, the, the point that we're trying to make here on this Episodes, guys, just look at your look at the the bigger picture and not just that one sale. Yes. Right. Making that yep. one sale or those two sales for one on one. Um, and I know we're shooting a lot of holes in one on one. And there's the obvious reasons. We we're very uh confident that the semi private training model is the model of the future and profit profitability and scalability. That that you that we just want you to understand what you're agreeing to on yep. like that situation where we're talking about the, the client in the iron circle. Look at look at what you're doing and 
if you're the owner and you're the one doing those one-on-one sessions, what aren't you doing to drive in revenue into the business? That's another big point. Yep. You're pulling yourself away from income producing activities. Right now you're doing the delivery of the service, not necessarily generating revenue. You technically generated revenue when you when you sold them. But you're delivering on the on the, on the promise at the during the session and you're pulling yourself away. Mm-hmm. And it's not just an hour. It's probably 30 minutes before, maybe 15 20 minutes after. So now you're looking at more like 2 hours just to service that one plus hour. Plus any programming you had to do special for them, that's more hours and so it ends up you probably end up making like 25 bucks an hour as the owner of the business as the most valuable position you know uh contributor in the entire organization yeah you you yeah. know and your trainer is probably you know want or make you know near that and you're putting yourself right there in in that same realm when we've talked about this like you as that you know leader in your organization should be spending your time where the you're generating the most income where you have the greatest return it's probably not on the training floor probably and I know a lot of owners that listen to this are like, yeah, Tim, Randy, I, that's great, <clears throat> but I can't get off the training floor. Well, the only way you get off the training floor is to get off the training floor. There's no perfect time. You know, this came up in, this week, and that's a great point. Somebody, uh, one of a, one of the calls I had this week, that was the problem. And then the the hang up was, well, I'm not going to bring somebody into my organization, pay them $10, $12 an hour, especially in a semi-private realm, and then watch them go and hurt my clients. Oh, well. This back on the owner. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's where I was going for it because that's again, it comes back to what do you do as a leader to instill the, you know what your team needs in order to be you know prepared and capable What's to do that the job. Book? Jocko, Jocko, uh, ownership. Yeah, everything's your fault. Oh, absolutely, that's the greatest way to go fault. about as a business owner. That's amazing. Yeah, if you just take ownership of everything, it's your fault. Like for example, you, your your trainers hurt the client. That's your fault because you didn't. Talk, you didn't train them well enough. You hired the wrong person, etc. So, for the example, you're saying I don't want to hire a, a $15 an hour trainer that that could hurt my clients. Well, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, like, if that's going to be the excuse to never hire somebody, though, yeah. what are you going to do? You got to you got to fi- fix the problem. So, anywho, that was uh, that was this episode. We wanted to get some uh, economics out there. I do like the fact that the gym business is a could when set up right be a fixed operating expense business to where that's like your golden number. Once you pass that, it's 100% profit. And in your base operating expenses, guys, when you're starting to think about this, all expenses, all expenses, except for loan payments. If you owe money and loan payments, that wouldn't be in your base operating expense. <clears throat> it would be your salary, your your take home, uh, you know, rent or mortgage, uh, marketing expense, electricity, utilities, salaries, uh, anything like if you have a smoothie bar, cost of goods sold would live in there. That's your base operating expenses. Once you beat that, then you're you're on to big profits. And the best way to do that, and in, in our opinion, semi-private training, you're leveraging your time per hour, you're leveraging your coaches, and you know. Sky's the limit with that. So yeah, go get it. Go get it, guys. Go go. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys in the in the business talk group. I'd love to hear base operating expenses in the and before I let you go, <clears throat> oh, gosh, I have something in my throat. Sorry. There was a there was a state of the union done by a company called Two Brain. Okay, mm-hmm. Two Brain been around a while. They they do a lot with the CrossFit mm-hmm. kind of community. And one of the reports came out. Maybe it was probably six, eight, ten months ago. Now talked about. 
operational expenses and businesses on averages. And it was like 75% of the gyms were like $10,000 or less in base operating expenses, which I don't know what, where these gyms exist. I just don't know. I would love to hear, and this is why I'm bringing it up. I would love to hear in the business talk with fitness professionals group, what's your base operating expense? I would love to know what it is. And, and you know, it's full transparency. I'm not going to do anything with those numbers. No, just information. I'm very, I'm very curious. Our base operating expenses here is like $48,000 a month. Uh, who's doing $8,000 operating expenses as a business? I don't, I don't know. I mean, we talked about, you know, like, I guess with, with two brain, the CrossFit scene, like there are a little bit. But let's just say that is, let's just say it's eight thousand, and you have an owner. Okay, what's the owner making in that eight thousand dollar expense? Two, two thousand. So he's making twenty four thousand a year because your your rent's going to be two. I mean, God, it's got to be at least four or five thousand. I'd be willing to bet that most of those polled don't include their own salary in there or their own take home, because we also know that most of them have full-time jobs outside of that from our polls and our yeah, data. And I'm, I'm going like to throw that, this so. out in the business talk group. So by the time you're seeing this, this poll will be already out. So I'll leave it up for a while. I'll leave it up for a week or so. I'm just very curious. I mean, no, no gyms that I know are, are $10,000 base operating expenses. I just don't know them. I think recently I can think of one or two that I've had calls with, really? but I mean, really? yeah, but like somebody was on, like, I mean, it was extreme situations. Like they were in a rent-free situation or, you know, like they were anomalies. It wasn't, typical business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. All right. That's it for this episode, guys. Until next time, keep changing life. See you. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening to the Built to Grow podcast. Hopefully you got some great information from that last episode. And while you're at it, for your chance to win a $500 Amazon gift card, we are doing a State of the Union survey. It will only take you three minutes. That's why we made the URL winninggym.com slash three minutes. Uh, looking to get about a thousand responses. And when we do get those responses, we're going to host a webinar and uh, show you who won the gift card. So when you get a chance, please head over to winninggym.com slash three minutes and we'll see you on the next show. Yeah.